A reading from the book of Genesis. Israel loved Joseph best of all his sons, for he was the child of his old age, and he made him a long tunic. When his brothers saw that their father loved him best of all his sons, they hated him so much that they would not even greet him. One day when his brothers had gone to pasture their father's flocks at Shechem, Israel said to Joseph, Your brothers, you know, are tending our flocks at Shechem. Get ready, I will send them to you. I will send you to them. So Joseph went after his brothers and caught up with them in Dothan. They noticed him from a distance, and before he came up to them, they plotted to kill him. They said to one another, Here comes that master dreamer. Come on, let us kill him and throw him into one of the cisterns here. We could say that a wild beast devoured him. We shall then see what comes of his dreams. When Reuben heard this, he tried to save him from their hands, saying, We must not take his life. Instead of shedding blood, he continued, Just throw him into that cistern there in the desert, but do not kill him outright. His purpose was to rescue him from their hands and return him to his father. So when Joseph came up to them, they stripped him of the long tunic he had on. Then they took him and threw him into the cistern, which was empty and dry. They then sat down to their meal. Looking up, they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead, their, cam their camels laden with gum, balm, and resin to be taken down to Egypt. Judas said to his brothers, What is to be gained by killing our brother and concealing his, his blood? Rather, let us sell him to these Ishmaelites instead of doing away with him ourselves. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh. His brothers agreed. They sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Remember the marvels the Lord has done. When the Lord called down a famine on the land and ruined the crop that sustained them, he sent a man before them, Joseph, sold as a slave. Remember the marvels the Lord has done. They had weighed him down with fetters, and he was bound with chains till his prediction came to pass, and the word of the Lord proved him true. Remember the marvels the Lord has done. The king sent and released him. The ruler of the people set him free and made him lord of his house and ruler of all his possessions. Remember the marvels the Lord has done. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, Hear another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. Then he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. When vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants, and one they beat, another they killed, and a third they stoned. Again he sent other servants, more numerous than the first ones, but they treated them in the same way. Finally he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? They answered him, He will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper times. Jesus said to them, Did you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone by the Lord has this been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they knew that he was speaking about them. And although they were attempted, attempting to arrest him, they feared the crowds, for they regarded him as a prophet. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ.
okay, why did Jesus die? Why did he have to not just die, but also, you know, be mocked, rejected, and scourged? Remember, he predicts that the Son of Man is going to be mocked, rejected, and scourged, and 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 die, and then raised on the third day. So you think of those those four uh, acts of suffering. There, it's physical suffering, so being scourged. It's emotional suffering, uh, being rejected. Okay, that feeling of being rejected, you could say that's psychological as well. And then being mocked, okay, another form of psychological or emotional uh, rejection. So Jesus really kind of goes through every possible form of, of suffering. Why? Well, remember the uh, a couple days ago, uh, the scene of the ambition of James and John. You know, being Lord isn't to be served and to be in this position of honor and privilege and glory. It's, it's to serve others. It's to give your life away. So Jesus kind of knows our human nature, that we have a tendency to want to make ourselves God, just what Adam and Eve did. And we have a misunderstanding of, of what it means to be God, that God is this you know, person who sits on a throne and kind of gets all the riches and the glory and the honor. And that's not good uh, because when we do that, you know, we put ourselves apart from others. So we actually face rejection or isolation. And we also uh, hurt others because we're taking from them. So it doesn't, it's not good for, for the human race, I guess you could say, when you have a God in that form or, or a king or a Lord in that manner. But that's what we tend to because of, because of the fall of Adam and Eve. This is what Satan does. Satan is Lord uh, of, of darkness, and he's not there to serve the demons or to serve souls. He's there to torment them so that he can receive pleasure. So Christ has to get into our, our, our DNA and, and reconfigure it, if you will. That's why he became, becomes man, and then he specifically suffers and dies. He says, look, this is what it means to be God. This is what it means to love, to give yourself away, and to, and to be humbled. Uh, so that you can, what, serve others. So this is why the father then in the parable sends, sends his son. He knows his son's going to die when he sends him to the, to the vineyard with the wicked tenants because the wicked tenants have already killed the other servants. Why are they going to treat the son any differently? But he needs that vineyard to be reconfigured. It's just going to continue on in its wicked way. But once he sends the son and they finally kill him, that's the end of that story. The, the vineyard's able to be sort of rebuilt and given to new tenants and reestablished to bear fruit. So when we undergo our, our sufferings, our, our physical sufferings, our emotional, our psychological sufferings, know that you're with Christ in this and, and pray for that grace to, to really not seek to possess or to be greedy or lustful or to take advantage of others, but to give yourself away for others. It's a grace. Pray for it so that we can be like God's and build the kingdom of God here. Amen.